Hello, and you are listening to the PC3 Parent Network Podcast. And this is today's episode is episode 24. I'm Marcy, and this is my good friend, Michelle. Michelle, who is our volunteer director of the Parent Network here yeah. at PC3. Um, Michelle's here today because our regular co-host of this show is Chris Asser, but he is in Atlanta for the Passion Conference. Yeah, so I get to fill in for him today. I get to work with Sass and Marcy on a regular basis, so I'm happy to be here, and Happy New Year to everybody. We're so glad you're here, Michelle. Thank you. You're much prettier to look at than Sass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't tell him that. Yeah, no. Okay, but Atlanta is, a, they're having a great time uh, down it's there. It's a great organization. It's yeah. a lot of fun for those kids, those um, you know, young college students ready to go out in the world, so yeah, good I, for them, and we hope they're having a great time. Yes, exactly. Um, My husband is actually down there with them. He Mm -hmm. had uh, one of his kids from his small group is there. So he got to go and he's been texting me nonstop about how incredible it is. So Mm -hmm. looking forward to hearing more about it. Yeah. But on today's episode, we have Stuart Hall, who is talking to us about middle school and high school students specifically. Now, if you don't have kids who are in middle school or high school, I really encourage you to go ahead and listen to the podcast anyway. Um, One of the best things we've heard in Parent Network was when Kristen Ivey came and said, you can't anticipate what you don't anticipate. So never steer away from learning about older kids. Right. And even though each phase is a little different, you know, preschool is certainly different from high school. There's still something that's going on in those kids' lives that you can glean from different parents and different different situations. Um, Even if it's just kind of watching what's ahead. I always like to, uh, when my kids were growing up and my children are now married, so they're older, but when they were growing up, I always wanted to have a parent who was just a little further ahead of me with their kids, just a little bit older than mine. So I could kind of see how they were navigating. So that was always helpful. So yes, even if you have younger kids right now, um, this is definitely worth listening to. Absolutely. And specifically, Stuart is talking about knowing the things that kids are going through these days, things that they're being faced with, the real issues, which goes very well into our theme for 2018 to 2019, the school year, was is real parenting. So take a listen. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about navigating faith with these students, um, but it's a good episode. So, so really excited about this episode but it goes really well with something we're about to do next week that we really want you to be aware of michelle can you tell us a little bit about it yes it's uh we're going to kick off the the new year with our big event this is our event that we kick off every year this is our fourth year of doing it we bring in somebody that we really want to um, share with the parents kind of our theme for that year and this year our theme is real parenting and we say you know every parent every family every situation has something going on and church should not be a place that we soften it or don't want to talk about it. Church should actually be the place where we can bring it and talk about it and say the words that we sometimes don't want to say in church. So this is an opportunity to really listen to our uh, keynote speaker, Tom Chef, affectionately known as Chef. <laughs> I can't pronounce his last name. Marcy can help me on that it's one. It's Chef Shunis. Chef Shunis, Tom Shunis. And um, he is going to come and talk about real parenting and just kind of help us with that and give us some tools for that. So that is going to be January 10th, our at, big event. Yep. At 630, child care is provided. You can register at parents.portcitychurch.org. And fun fact, from what I understand, Tom Chef Shunis is actually Stuart Hall's boss. Interesting fact. Yes. So very cool. So take a listen to Stuart Hall's podcast here about parenting real issues that students are facing and join us on January 10th at 630. Hope to see you there. 
I'm here with my friend Stuart Hall, my great friend Stuart Hall. Thanks for the adjective. You're welcome. I, I don't know if you remember one time I did not call you a great friend and you got offended. Did I? Mm-hmm. We were at Fuse my and aunt. I talked about, you know, my, my friend Stuart Hall and you said we were good friends and then we went to great friends anyway. Yeah. Nobody it's cares. My insecurity coming through. My bad. I hear you. Hey, speaking of insecurity, let's talk about teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because they have a lot of it. It was an amazing segue there. <laughs> Unplanned, but it worked. Uh, anyway, so Stuart and I are, are here chatting a little bit. And what I'd love to get his wisdom on, because, you know, most of you know he works for Orange and Rethink. And he thinks all the time about, you know, high school kids and youth ministry and helping kids grow in their faith. That's just what he's dedicated his life to. And one of the things that, that we're seeing shift in our country is just the way that especially older kids in high school embrace being a part of the church, their faith. And so, Stuart, maybe just tell everybody, you know, kind of what you see across the country mm-hmm. about high school kids and kind of when they fall off and all that stuff, because we mm-hmm. got a lot of parents mm-hmm. with high school kids listening who you know, need to kind of know sure. what the deal is. Well, I would, I would tell any parent of a high school student whose student has become a little less interested in church attendance or a little less passionate about it, <clears throat> to take a deep breath and and breathe easy because I I'm of the opinion uh, I wonder if it's a part of development mm. uh, as you and I were talking yeah. earlier today there are over there is overwhelming data that suggests that by the middle to the latter part of the 10th grade year the same year coincidentally or not coincidentally that high school students tend to get their driver's license if they are involved uh, in the band at school if in the drama department if they're an athlete the demands on them become greater Uh, so and that includes club sports uh, it includes extracurricular activities they get their driver's license they get car keys many of them have to get a job and the bigger thing that sometimes I think we miss is that they're actually growing up and maturing developmentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in every one of those things that I just mentioned, the expectation is for them to become a young adult. Unfortunately, in the church for the last 15 years, we tend to still treat high school students like they're children. Mm-hmm. A great example of that and there's a tension in this, is the way we do small groups. Because small groups, for a lack of a better term, is like an arranged marriage. We tell kids in ninth grade, these are the six to seven kids, you're going to be friends with them. Not only are you going to be friends with them, you're going to meet with them every week, you're going to be vulnerable, authentic, Mm -hmm. and you're going to make each other grow spiritually. Well, and for some, you know, like our church, we tell them that in sixth grade. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, and that, we hope it bleeds over into ninth grade correct. when they are changing friends and all that stuff. So. And none, please, every listener, hear me say that's not necessarily a bad thing. But what we may need to do is take a couple steps back and consider that in every area of a young, of a 16, 17 year old kid's life, they're expected to be a young adult. And then we treat them like a child mm. as it relates to church. And, and so I think what one thing we have to do as the organized church is rethink how, we're, how we are equipping teenagers, high school students, and also how we are organizing their spiritual journey. Yeah. 
Uh, I th- I'm of the opinion, and we can talk about this more if you'd like, that we need to hand more off to them than we think. Uh, I think that their uh, engagement in serving is critical. And I think we have to uh, enable them to actually lead themselves. Can you talk a little bit about that in the context of mobilize? Because I know that's kind of the word that your organization says. Kids need to kind of do that. With high school school students, the the phrase that you need to remember as the parent of a high school student is mobilize their potential. Hmm. Uh, It is the time in their life. um, We've talked about this before on this podcast where T-Rex wants to hunt. Um, It's it's time for T-Rex to be let go in the wild and T-Rex wants to hunt. And so the idea then is, um, as it relates to their spiritual disciplines, who they're accountable to, who they're doing life with, who is speaking into their life, instead of us making that choice for them, I wonder if maybe we need to start allowing students to make that choice for themselves. I wonder if maybe we should allow students to begin to lead themselves. I wonder if we should orchestrate and enable teenagers to self-facilitate in groups and have mentors around the periphery helping where we're needed. It doesn't it doesn't diminish the fact that they need a significant adult other than their parents speaking into their life. But that teenager is going to be out of your home in two to th- real three, soon, very soon in yeah. two years. And part of the reason why we should take this seriously, uh, Kara Powell and her organization at Fuller Youth Institute their pro- their growing young project um, there's not firm data but the soft data tells us that youth leaders are telling us anywhere from 30 percent to 70 percent of core students core students core students right. stop coming in the middle to the latter part of their 10th grade year 11th grade year uh, my boss tom chef shunas who i think is yep. going to be a, a, a do some stuff with you guys here Uh, He had a conversation with a very uh, effective youth leader recently, and they did a survey at their church and discovered that their core students only attend church once a month on average. So we could always, as as people who work in the church and want to better the church, go, we've got to change what we're doing at the church. And that's true. We've got to rethink that. But as parents and youth leaders, I think we also have to flip the data on its head and go, that means that they're spending the vast majority of their time with Jesus as a part of their life away from the church. So how do we help them do that? So let me ask you this. What if I'm a parent who, uh, if I let my child sort of dictate that path Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, 10th grade, they got their license and and, and I'm not going to push them anymore, but my child says okay Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm out Mm -hmm. i'm not going to engage in any way Mm -hmm. at all anymore what advice would you have for a parent i would i would borrow a story i heard donald miller tell about uh, a teenager of someone that he knew a dad came and had a conversation with him and this son or daughter i don't remember which had decided to get involved in the goth scene they were wearing you know trench coats and black eyeliner and all that kind of stuff and i thought donald's advice to this dad was unbelievable his advice to the dad was, you need to invite him or her into a better story. Hmm. I think part of the reason why our kids bolt is because the story they're bolting to is more enticing. Hmm. It's more engaging. It's, it's, it's uh, invigorating, for a lack of a better term. That's why serving is such a huge thing. 
Yeah. It's, it's why you can take a kid who is nominal spiritually and serve other people. And you guys have seen this. So, oh, yeah. I mean, seen it for 20 years and you've seen it with the hurricane Oh yeah, and, and that's the, right. the cleanup and the efforts there that students who are nominal in their faith actually open up their hands. They use their hands to serve and help others. And God does something in them as, a, as a result of that. So I would say to that mom or dad that is struggling with that is the, is the faith that you're exhibiting and is the life that you're declaring Jesus gives a better story than what they're chasing. And there is no question we are living in a time where everything is incredibly enticing. But Jesus is better. He's better. Mm. And we have to be men and women who most of our, most of our children will catch our faith instead yes. of be taught it. And so, I mean, at, at least for Kelly and I, we don't know if we've done a great job that we'll be able to tell you in 15, 20 years. But at least for us, what we want to do is we want to live a passionate life for Jesus, serving other people, being about other people, and invite our children into that story. Well, that's so funny. Like, as you say, we need to invite them into a better story. The question I've got to ask myself as a parent is, am I living that better story? Right, right. Because and it is a very, that's that's a hardcore question. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't want to be pushing them to go live this theoretically better story at church sure. in your faith if they see that I haven't even bought into right. it being a better story yet. Right. And some of what we're talking about, too and I'm not trying to play semantic Olympics, but some of what we're talking about is philosophical because I think we have to swallow hard and recognize that the that our faith should be lived out every second of every day. And we have a tend to we have a tendency to measure the effectiveness and the depth and maturity and the health of our relationship with Jesus by our attendance. Yep. And parents, we are just as guilty in determining the health, depth, and maturity of our kids' faith by their capacity to show up and sit in a chair for 75 minutes. And it's just an awful measurement tool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell us anything about it, it, I find it interesting that a lot, there are a lot of, maybe a mom and dad listening to this, and you're so discouraged because your son or daughter doesn't attend as consistent, consistently as you wish, but they are loving the unlovable at their school. Yeah. They are serving someone that they're befriending people they are giving rides to people. They're having deep conversations with a girl or a guy who doesn't have a friend. I would, I would submit that son or daughter may be deeper than you think they are. And deeper than a lot of kids that can sit in a chair for 75 minutes. No question about I it. I promise you that. Talk a little bit about um, Influencer because that's something that we're going to kind of roll out here mm-hmm. to you know our kids at our church. And I think it's the way that you are stepping into entering that world for kids to help them own it themselves. So just tell people a little bit about that. Yeah. I, you're going to have to, you'll have to help have me to pump stop the you. brakes because I'm very passionate about this. I think the most, we think the most underdeveloped, overlooked high school student in our ministries across America in our churches is that young man or young lady that wants to do something significant for God. They want to do something significant with their life, but because they are consistent or because they have uh, seemingly have a, a rock solid relationship with Jesus, uh, youth leaders tend to go, I'm going to, and rightly so, yeah. we're going to leave the 99 for the one. Sure. Go focus on the one and, who really needs the help. Correct. Instead of us being able to develop that young man or young lady to become an incredible leader. So influencer is targeted to that teenage guy or girl who wants their life to count 
they want their life to matter. Uh, our mission is to fuel the next generation of leaders worth following. We just spent some time with college students, yeah. and one of the questions I asked them is that the issue isn't if you want to be a leader. It's do you want to be a leader worth following? A leader worth following is going somewhere worth going. We think uh, influencer thinks that there are five choices that make up the code of influence. Uh, uh, humility, excellence, integrity, courage, and grit. All of those, humility is a choice. It's choosing first to go last. Excellence is a choice. It's choosing to create a better future by going the second mile. Grit is the choice of choosing passion over distraction. Integrity is the choice. It's choosing to be responsible to what is true. And courage, um, it's the choice to choose love over fear. And so we feel like if we can help the next generation begin to make those choices on a consistent basis, leadership is the leadership is the total sum of a thousand invisible mornings of guys and girls making those choices. Mm -hmm. And so we've created a resource that youth leaders don't have to program for. We send content directly. This is pretty cool. We send content not only directly to teenagers, but to their parents, to the youth leader, to mentors who are. There are scores of men and women in our churches that may not have the bandwidth to lead a small group every week, but they would love to meet once a month with a group of five students and talk about leadership. Yeah. So we send the content directly to them. Uh, once a month, we are interviewing culture makers all around the country, not church-centric culture makers, but men and women who are involved in politics, education, technology, uh, entertainment, business, <clears throat> because we want to cast vision in the next generation for them to understand that being spiritually influential is not reduced to preaching, be a missionary. That's right. That you can be a coach, you can yeah. be a teacher, you can be a doctor, you can be a politician. Lord, I mean, we're, we're recording this on election day. <laughs> and I mean, I think we can all agree it would be great for us to have some men and women of integrity. Move along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not. Um, so so all that to say, influencer, uh, it's, it's a it's a life passion. I am one of a collective of guys and girls across this country that are passionate about seeing the next generation become leaders worth following. Cool. So uh, parents, if you're in and around Port City, you'll be hearing us with your high school kids talk about how your child and you can get connected with Influencer. We um, have been a supporter of this, have known yeah. this is coming for a long time. So we, we are we super owe, excited. Uh, so much gratitude to you personally and to Port City Church because you are one of 10 churches around this country who decided, what, three or four years yeah. ago that this is such an important thing that you got behind us and helped us do it. And we are, I'm eternally grateful to you as a well, friend, but but this this faith community means a lot to Influencer because you've helped us launch it. Thanks. I'm really looking forward to, you know, a lot, a lot of kids here at our church being able to plug into this and really grow us too as leaders and i get to watch my my kids do yeah, it which will that, be fun that, that, that be fires so fun. me up so fun so okay uh, anything else you want to say to parents about you know their high school kids helping their kids sort of develop their faith on their own um because you obviously have kids who have done that i mean your kids are older yeah. and are through that so what other well advice I, would you, you have? know one other thing that i would i would uh i don't know if it's a note of caution as much as it is uh an understanding of where we are in culture uh, information period, but especially in the church has decentralized. The reason why we are so up in arms in, in the local body of, of churches around the country about attendance uh, has, I think, a lot less to do with content that's coming out of our churches 
as much as it is the fact that people can get content every second of every day. It's why we do a podcast. Correct. Right. Yeah. Case in point. <laughs> right. Case in point. You're listening to it. a podcast right and you didn't have to come somewhere and sit and listen. That's right. You're, you can ride down the road or do whatever you're doing and listen to this. And so I think that says something about preparing students to lead the world that they live in. I, I know I've said this before, but we have to parent the kids we have and not the kids we were. And unfortunately, the church is busy preparing teenagers for a world that no longer exists. We live in a decentralized, information decentralized world. And so consequently, the more you and I as a parent can understand what the avenues our children are watching, listening to, the more we can put things in front of them, uh, the more, but even more so, the more we model the things we put in front of them, the better chance we're going to have to continue to model a, a passionate story worth being a part of life in front of them and also encouraging them. Um, I think it's critical, critical, critical that moms and dads, uh, God has not given your child your vision for their life. He's given them his, his vision, vision for their life. And what we have to do is figure out what that is and fan the flame. Well, I, th I think a lot of parents first have to be okay with that. Yes, correct. <laughs> figure correct. it out, be okay with it, and then make the decision right. to right. proactively fan it, the flame. You know, here's a great way to think about it. Would you be okay if your son or daughter decided to go to Duke? Well, we'd have to talk about that. <laughs> um, and it's funny. We've actually had this conversation hey, in the house. That's why I love you. Hey, Dad, if I like ever like played at Duke, would you pull for me? And I said, football, yes, because I love cut. Basketball, no way. And beep. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a great point it because is. moms and dads face that all the you time. Yeah. You know, I, this is where I want you to go to school. And this is what this is the occupation you're going to go into. And this is how many children we want you to have. And what if your son and daughter, God's given them a complete different vision. The kid that is going to be the most fulfilled is the kid who discovers what their gifts are. What are they passionate about? And they mesh it with purpose. Mm. I mean, this should scare us that experts predict that well this is happening right now that high school graduates uh the latest data shows that high school graduates will have will change jobs occupations seven times in their lifetime seven wow. not jobs occupations seven times in their lifetime generation z will change occupations seven times and four of those occupations haven't even been invented yet because of the advancement of technology. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's a, another great way to think about it, it uh, preparing our students for the, you know, to lead a world they live in. Uh, there's a reason why stores that once sold business uh, attire for you to wear to work, coat, tie, you know, dresses, those stores are diminishing. And the reason why is because we live in a world now that is virtual. And so many corporate 500, Fortune 500 companies, they work from home. Yep. They don't have to dress up anymore. That's right. And so the even, even apparel has changed because of the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. So we have to think about that as it relates to our children. 
Kelly and I want to make sure that we fan the flame of whatever gift and passion, gifts and passion God has put in Grant Chandler and Cameron, not what we think, what they want to do. Yeah. I mean, we have a son who (laughs) lives out of the country. Um, And it, I mean, that's hard as a parent. That's hard. But what we know is that he's doing exactly what he's passionate Mm. about doing. Yeah. So regardless of how hard it is, we need to fan the flame. That's right. Man, that's so good. All right. As always, thanks for your time. Love you, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Stuart, for sharing all that with us. He's a friend here at the Parent Network, and we love when he comes by and and shares his wisdom and parenting with us. So thank you for that, Stuart. And we still have a lot of stuff coming up, Marcy. Let's talk about that. We have so much. It's great. I'm very excited about this year just because it's already been planned quite a bit of it. So I feel like we're ready to hit the ground running. But like we said at the beginning of this podcast, January 10th at 6.30 is our Night with Tom Chef Shunis. It's a free event. You can register at parents.portcitychurch.org. 6.30 to 8.30, child care provided. Get in there and get registered. Let us know you're coming so we can be ready for you. And then after that, we have our first big parent kid event of the year. Yeah, we have our daddy-daughter yeah. dance, which is, uh, I guess this will be our fourth year doing our daddy-daughter How dance. Crazy it's such a that. sweet time for, for dads and daughters to come together. Daughters of all ages. We have little ones who can barely walk to um, grown daughters that come mm-hmm. with their dads. So it's such a yeah. cool event. And that's going to be February 1st. And you can also register online for that now, yeah. correct? Yeah, but parents at Port City Church. Okay. And then we have also have some other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, so it, there's a lot going on this year, but um, you can't register for it yet but just to get it on your radar we will have a class uh, that's going to be available during our five o'clock service in the living room so if you have children that you need child care for they can go to our regular children's ministry programs on sunday while you attend the class and it'll be a class specific to raising a child in your phase group so we're really excited about that that starts mid-february i think after super bowl Yes, yeah, not, not Super Bowl Sunday, so no fear, no worries. Yeah, and as always, you can follow us on social media at PC3 Parents. That's Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, PC3 Parents. And as always, you can email us at parents at portcitychurch.org. Yes, so. and we invite you to check out our website, parents.portcitychurch.org church.org and and look around and see how you can get involved and become a part of the parent network we really uh, enjoy it and we really want to be have you as a part of it absolutely and of course we should end this with happy new year happy happy new year so 2019 is going to be a great year for all of us especially in the parent network absolutely 